Have you seen those memes of cake decorating fails? They crack me up. So cake decorating has pretty much become fine art. There are professionals who are pretty much Michelangelo with icing. They can sculpt these amazing things out of frosting. I'm talking roses that look completely lifelike, cakes that look like unicorns, cakes with ice skating penguins on top. It's incredible. Cake decorating fails are the hilarious photos you can find on social media. And they're what happens when the average non-Michelangelo, like myself, would try to decorate a cake like one of the masters. And then you end up with a cake that's supposed to look like a smiling Disney princess, and it comes out like a grimacing monster. A cake that's supposed to look like a cute little Easter lamb looks like roadkill. (laughs) They often put the expectation on the left, which is the pretty princess, and then the reality on the right, which is the drunk gargoyle-looking result. If you have nothing to do today, and you want to laugh, go Google cake fails, and you can thank me later. Okay, so why am I talking cake fails on the podcast? Because stopping at satisfied is a pristine example of, like cake fails, expectations often look one way, and then reality looks really, really different. Today, we'll talk about the progression people go through, because I know that hearing about the steps will save you lots of frustration on your journey as you break up with binge eating. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. Expectation versus reality. In my book, Lean Habits for Lifelong Weight Loss, chapter three is titled Eating Just Enough. The concept is simple enough. Most rational adults can see how it aids weight loss to eat enough but not any extra. However, I know, and more than 10,000 readers also know, that eating just enough is not as easy as deciding to stop at satisfied and then stopping at satisfied. It is so not that simple. So on the left, we have expectation. Step one, I'll decide to stop eating at satisfied. Step two, I'll stop eating at satisfied with each meal and boom, I'll lose weight. And then on the right, we have the frame of reality, which is vastly more complicated. There are slips where you overeat. There are slips when you undereat. There are stressful moments. There are times when you decide you're full and you keep eating anyway. And there's times you blaze right past satisfied without even noticing. It's this complicated for almost everyone, even people who never, ever struggled with binge eating. For our clients who are working to recover from binge eating, I'll be frank, the process can have even more steps and need some more time. But it's possible all the same. And I hear from people every week who say, oh my god, I'm finally doing it. It took eight and a half months, or it took two years. And the common thing is, they're all really happy they didn't give up, because it's worth it as long as it takes. You might not be at the absolute beginning of this progression. But for the sake of the podcast, and I want it to be accessible for everyone, let's just assume you are at the total beginning. You might have a head start and be further along, but if you're a total newbie, here's where we'd start. 1. You have to know what you're looking for. Satisfied is the feeling that we get after hunger goes away, if we keep eating, but before we start to feel uncomfortably full. It's a range, more than one specific bite. Your goal is just to notice when you're in this range. 
you probably feel some more relaxation in your body when you reach satisfied. You may even have a small sigh, like, ah. Try to notice this feeling. In the first stage, you give yourself complete permission to just keep on eating if you want to. At this stage, it's not about how much you eat. It's just about if you tune in and notice when you're satisfied. Second, stage two is noticing the feeling when you're satisfied and inserting a short pause. We recommend 30 seconds to one minute. Drink some water, take a few deep breaths, maybe wipe your mouth with your napkin and converse for a second before you pick up your fork and resume eating. Again, it's totally fine if you keep eating and even if you overeat. The goal here is to take the pause. If you paused, you nailed it, regardless of where the meal ended up. The third stage in the progression of learning to stop it satisfied is to try eating less far into the red zone. I use the term red zone to describe the range of what happens after we get satisfied. As you've probably found, you can eat until you're a little too full or a lot too full or, oh my god, I'm sick too full. If you regularly eat until you're really far into the red zone, try and notice what's going on. Put on your creative hat. See if you can make a small shift to just go less far into the red zone. It's almost like taking a smaller dose of numbing medication. You don't have to do anything drastic. It's just going close to where you'd normally eat, but a bit shy. Using portion techniques can be a big help in this phase. If the amount of food you put on your plate takes you into a state of feeling quite stuffed at dinner every night, maybe put just a little less on your plate, reassuring yourself you'll still be plenty full, just not so stuffed. At restaurants, many people ask for a box when their order comes out so they can put some food aside and not have it all right in front of them. If it's all right in front of them, it's all too easy to just eat until you can't possibly eat anymore. Again, keep trying to take that 30 to 60 second pause when you notice the small sigh or feeling of satisfied. And if you want to keep eating, go ahead. Just try to limit the extent past the pause. Stage four. In this step of the progression, we lengthen the pause to several minutes. Try to relax during your pause. Take some deep breaths and just settle in. Allow yourself to be calm for a few minutes so you're not working, you're not under the gun for anything, you're just enjoying a meal. During these few minutes, you may find your mindset shifts. As the food cools off, your brain is getting some more signals that you have eaten, and after a few minutes, consider if you want to put the food away or if you want to keep eating. You might realize you're okay with putting it away, and you can always go get it later if you find you need it. Again, the key in step four is just to stretch out the pause for several minutes and see how that impacts you. Step number five, plan the next thing that you will do after you finish the meal. And when you notice you're satisfied, transition immediately to that thing. This is where you actually take the leap. You try and stop eating when you feel satisfied. Reassure yourself, in an hour, if you are dying for more food, you can go get some more and eat it, but just try. If you find you're hitting satisfied, but other people with you are eating and you don't want to just excuse yourself, you might try to practice slowing down so you aren't finishing and then having to sit at the table for a long time. If you do end up with this scenario at home, 
you can always put your plate in the sink or the dishwasher and then return to the table to chat with your family until the meal is done. As a reminder, you may want to stay in step five and just practice this at one meal a day. Stage six, try stopping it satisfied more consistently over time. Allow yourself to make mistakes. You might pull it off at one meal a day for a week, say just breakfast, which many people find the easiest, and then maybe you'll try stopping it satisfied at breakfast and lunch. And then eventually you can try practicing at all three of your meals. Remember that all practice counts. If you stop it satisfied at one meal, and then the very next meal you overeat drastically, you still got the rep in of successful practice, and that's building up your ability. Remember to account for dessert in your satisfied practice. You don't want to get 100% full on the main course if you know you want to eat dessert, and you know that eating it will take you into the red zone. While you work on this skill, you really don't have to make any changes to what you are eating. It's all about working with the signals from your body to optimize the quantity of food you eat. So let's say you're in the habit of right now you eat chocolate cream pie for every single meal. Well, while you practice this skill, you can just keep on eating chocolate cream pie for every single meal. You're practicing stopping it satisfied, not changing your food choices. I have a few tips for you about this progression since I've done it with thousands of people. Notice the positive benefits that occur all along the way, just like you did with hunger. Consider what you're saying yes to and not just the food that you're deciding not to have at this moment. Are you saying yes to a healthier body? Are you saying yes to better sleep or less acid reflux? You might be saying yes to feeling proud and in control when you stop it satisfied. You might be saying yes to a life where you don't have to count calories anymore. Stopping it satisfied has so many good things that you're saying yes to that you don't have to focus on what you're giving up. You're getting your needs met. You're getting satisfied. You're just avoiding the excess. It's also incredibly helpful to reduce distractions during mealtime. Try using any distractions that you've become accustomed to as that pleasant next thing you'll do after the meal. Putting the phone or laptop away until after you eat can help you get better at noticing your satisfaction signals because you're not so distracted. And if you're looking forward to watching a show or reading a website, you'll be happy to do that after the meal so it can help motivate you to stop eating and move on to the thing you want to watch, read, or play. I hope you find this progression helpful in your journey to leave behind binge eating and take steps toward your weight loss goals. I love to think of this sequence as learning to meet our needs exactly instead of overeating in a binge, undereating on a diet, overeating, undereating. That's just making the same mistake over and over in opposite directions. Stopping it satisfied, each meal becomes a repeat performance of hitting the nail on the head, meeting our needs, meeting our needs, meeting our needs. We can save all those roller coasters for amusement parks, right? I'm Georgie from Nutrition Loft. I'm glad I get to be by your side as you break up with binge eating. See you in the next episode.